Okay, this is going to be the fastest episode ever as Rob is currently downing a glass of rum. 100% pina colada, baby. Well, Coconut rum, pineapple rum, so good. Pina colada has some elements that are not pure alcohol. What's in your glass? No. What's in your... You, My glass is 100% alcohol. You added, He's like, you added two ice cubes like for color. Like Everything else is just... Not even drinking it out of a pineapple. <laughs> Yes, like a, because I can't have any of that like between me and my alcohol. This is, is going to be the Rob Rage episode. If a parrot was to take a sip of that, it would just die. It, it probably it would, would, yeah. explode. It would be an ex-parrot. <laughs> yes. Fair enough. Well, you are currently listening to the Give Me Five podcast. It might be the Drunken Rob show later, but right now it is the Give Me Five podcast episode 239. So, you know what we do. We, we talk about podcast stuff. Or sometimes that's what we talk about. Pop culture, entertainment news, movies, music, books, Florida, whatever catches our eye. My name is Bob Genghis Khan, and I'm joined by Herman the Kid. Hello. And Socrates Johnson. Yes. Socrates Johnson. I think of something deep and introspective to say, but I'm, I'm more concerned about the sheer amount of rum. <laughs> like sand through the hourglass. So, so are the days of our lives. Wow. All we are is dust <laughs> in the wind. <laughs> there <Dude>. it is. <laughs> That's where I was going next. <laughs> so <great>. This week, <laughs> this week we're going to talk about the Tom Hardy show, Taboo. The book trilogy I recently finished called the Dragon's Blade Trilogy. Uh, we're going to talk about Jimmy Saville, a British bleh, a British horror story. And I'm also going to touch briefly on a topic that I'm going to try and get these knuckleheads to, re- to see for next week. Mm. And that's the new movie starring Michelle Yeoh, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Yep. Excited about that one. Yeah, for sure. All kidding aside, you I'm excited be. about that one too. Amazing. You just jumped. Uh, you jumped ahead of us in line. I mean, that's fine. Not not in line, but like to get to the movie. But I'm excited. I I told you both I was going to see it, and in fact, you told me you were going to see it this weekend. I said I was going to try to see. That uh, no, I don't. I don't think that's what you said. What about spoilers, fellows? <laughs> Rob's only a quarter of the way into the glass of rum, by the way. <laughs> um, let's Spoiler. see. Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. Spoilers. Um, there will be spoilers. Period. That's just what we do. This is an this is a uh, review show. We will try to avoid major twists. And I think Rob and, and Rob is a wild card this time, so there might be spoilers about virtually anything. There could be. I know that Rob was saying that there's not going to be any real spoilers for the movie we were just talking about, but I'm gonna I'm gonna do I I took notes I wrote notes down I don't think I spoiled anything in the notes but by the time we get there we'll see no guarantee well, we'll, well yeah exactly like, screaming shit about like Anna Karenina <laughs> like 
Well, so if we're talking about something that you have not... Gone with the Wind was made from people! What? <laughs> it's going to cross Mixing... the spoilers. It's going to be a mess. <laughs> well, if, if there's something that we're talking about that you haven't seen or heard or read or anything yet and you're interested in it, use your own discretion. Maybe you can come back. Um, I know that the movie Rob's going to talk about, he's going to, he's legitimately going to do his, I need to see his... the king and I with hot dog fingers. <laughs> so we might not even get to it. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. But if we do, uh, we'll try to keep the spoilers to a minimum on that one, but please use your discretion. Uh, this is, uh, this is not new info. Um, also not necessarily new info anymore. Um, who wants to tell us about Estelle Harris? I feel like Greg should tell us about okay. that. On April 2nd, Estelle Harris passed away. You, Estelle Harris had a very long career, but obviously most people know her as George's mom on Seinfeld or as Mrs. Potato Head. Yeah. yeah. Georgie! Yeah. Mrs. Potato Head. Yeah, uh, between great. Estelle Harris and uh, Jerry Stiller... They, those two were so they weren't on every episode of Seinfeld, but when they showed up, it just this this like burst of like hilarity and insanity. Where's your angry eyes? <laughs> <laughs> uh, she was ninety two, I believe, not of natural causes, so you know she didn't suffer anything, which is good. You mean um, she didn't wreck her Harley? Yeah, yeah, no, she did not. She was jumping. Over, she actually passed away of natural causes while she was jumping over six uh, buses, buses, transit buses. Yeah. Um, the problem actually was that the buses had the they were electric, so they had the little thingy on top, mm. and um, it started the fires around the uh, hoops that she was jumping through early. That's what. Mm. No, uh, no, she passed. She was uh, widely loved by everyone that worked with her, and you know, she was. Uh, just great for years. I don't know her early career, but you know, everyone knew that voice when she was on anything, and you know, everyone that worked with her just was... They weren't shocked at her death, but they were mourning her death. So uh, She was 93. 93, okay. So I missed it by a year. You actually wrote it here that she was 93. I copy-pasted a whole paragraph. Oh, well. <laughs> so... Uh, our condolences. This has become the "Give Me Five Like Dead People" show recently, which is sad. <laughs> but well, and it's it's really shitty because we're getting to that age where like all of the people that we grew up watching are now starting to die. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty like, crazy, actually. Oh my god, it is wild. Movie stars are now people that were born like when we were like married and into our careers. <laughs> It's like, wait, what? Yeah, how are you a movie? Yeah, a movie we're star? Like, who is this jackass? You're like you're ba- you're barely alive. Like, how are you a movie star? It's weird. Well, yeah, when you see some of the, the ages, it'll be like you know, so and so is now seventy. You're like, you're like, what the hell? Wow. You're like, what? <laughs> when did that <laughs> happen? <laughs> That's weird. He played someone who was forty in the 1980s when he was in Ghostbusters or whatever. Right. And then you're like, oh shit, that was a long time ago. <laughs> you're like, oh shit, I'm old. <laughs> it's weird. I was just talking about this with somebody this weekend, and uh, we were just talking about music, and we realized that, like, Tori Amos is, like, 60. Oh, like, how uh, weird is that? <laughs> like, how fucking weird is that? Or close to 60. 
I'm going to need you to stop speaking for the rest of the episode <laughs> if you're going to bring up stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, but I do need you to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Well, I just happened to see this. There's not a lot of info, but um, exciting news. Uh, the release date, and now as I was looking around this afternoon, I saw a slightly different date. But it appear, appears that at the, at the moment, the official release date is May 23rd of 2023 so in about a year and a month but it's a development because you know it's something that's been talked about for a while everybody's you know that's obviously going to be a huge movie um they've released a little bit of casting things here and there but right now i i feel like it's way too early to even get into any of that stuff but i had to talk about guardians because i'm like super excited about it it also oh it also has already beaten, I think it's like a world record, or I don't remember exactly how it was worded, for the most um, like makeup and costume sets, or costume pieces. Oh, yeah, it was uh, uh, the most, uh, uh, I, why am I not remembering the word? Uh, Non-CG. Uh, yes. I want to say primary, but that's not the word. So and it's already like beaten the the previous winner was the Grinch with uh, Jim Carrey, and it's already it's I mean it's only a year out it's already it's it's a it's a year away and it's already known as the with the the movie with the most non CG like m- the makeup and costumes and all that stuff so I think that's really cool because. I mean, CG is amazing, and you know, obviously, they can do amazing stuff with it. And you know, Greg could tell us way more about that practical. than I can. The most practical. I was going to say, is it practical? practical? Yeah, the most I know practical that, uh, makeup applications. Okay, I was going to say, I know when they're talking about special effects, they use practical and CG, but I didn't know if they used the same thing when they were talking about makeup or costumes. Yeah, so ma- makeup practical. Instead of putting dots on people's faces, they're putting like fake noses and stuff. So that's awesome. Prosthetic, yeah. prosthetics and stuff. Yeah, so it should be really cool. I'm super excited about that. And you know. Next summer, obviously. Um, but by, by the way, Omar, mm-hmm. Jewel is almost six. Uh, is almost fifty. Would you you shut your whore mouth? Jewel, Jewel is almost yeah. what? Fifty. She's our age. I thought she was. Cindy Crawford is fifty six. That's insane. Give me five podcasts as a solo show. You guys don't shut your mouths, <laughs> making me feel old. Uh, I'm going to talk about spirit. How old is Alanis Morris that? <laughs> she she's got to be in her mid fifties too. If she's listening, call me Alanis. <laughs> He's not being ironic. No, I'm being totally serious. Give me a buzz. Don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I'm going to talk about Spirit. I just what saw this. Don't you think? <laughs> there is there's a well, new movie coming out mm-hmm. called Spirit. Mm-hmm. There is. And it is based on these Spirit Halloween stores that pop up oh, in. Uh, no shit. Yeah. It is based on these spirit Halloween shows that pop up in like derelict circuit cities and sports authorities and what else? Just went out? Uh, Toys R Us's. I love those stores. Yeah, and at first I was like, okay, that's kind of weird. Is this like some sort of vanity project? And then I actually looked at the cast, and it's got Christopher Lloyd in it. Yep. And Rachel Lee Cook, who I haven't seen. I think it wasn't Rachel Lee Cook the one that beat the shit out of the egg. Like this is your brain on drugs. Was that her? I thought so. Really. Someone can look that up in our in our very well funded real uh, research department that we don't talk about anymore. <laughs> um, so 
this is not only going to be a thing. It's not just being funded. It's already they've already finished shooting it. They shot it in secret, and it's uh, going to. Let's see. Uh, the basically some kids that think they're too old for Halloween dare each other to stay in an abandoned spirit Halloween store. Yes, it was. It was Rachel Lee Cook. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know why I know that, but I do. Never knew that. And uh, finds out that the store is actually haunted by an an angry evil spirit. Hopefully, it looks like their logo because their logo is cool. And oh, and he brings She's to life all of the am- animate the animation characters or the you know those characters you can buy to like move around in your front yard so it brings them to life okay animatronic characters so is this supposed to be like this might be a stupid question is this supposed to be a kid friendly is it a movie or a documentary it's a documentary (laughs) it's definitely a documentary for us but for the rest of the world it is going to be a movie i'm not sure where it's going to play um fiji Maybe in Fiji. No, Fiji is left. Fiji, us come behind. back. Fiji's left us behind. We bottomed out in Fiji. We are all we are Zimbabwe heavy. Well, no. We love you, Zimbabwe, but Fiji. Yeah. We're, so we're the uh, we'll, we'll get you. This whole movie is is going to be set uh, in a spirit Halloween store. It looks based on the pictures and things like that that it's probably a young adult style horror movie. Okay. So not uh-huh. over the top, not quite for kids, but maybe kind of in that in that thirteen, fourteen, fifteen year old sweet spot. Okay, so not quite like American Pie either. Yeah, correct. Okay. Basically our kind of movie. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. Fair enough. Like fun horror. Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> uh, it's gonna be ridiculous and I'm going to be watching it. I probably will as well. That sounds amazing. It does. It sounds cool. Especially with the with those two in the cast. I'm I'm in. Rachel Lee Cook, uh, by the way, uh seventy four years old now. So <laughs> 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 we're getting older, is what yeah. I'm saying. What we're saying is we're going to be listing everyone's age throughout the episode, and none, none of them are going to be accurate. Real. Now I have to look up her. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll get back to you. She's younger than 42. This. She's 42? Okay. That, that tracks. Yeah. Okay. Call me. Uh, Rob, how's your day going? <laughs> um, I'm about halfway through this glass of rum. What do you think? <laughs> you sure you want to play you this game? Because it's about to change. <laughs> well... I was, Are you rethinking your life choices? No, never. I was listening to a lovely podcast, uh, No Dogs in Space. And No Dogs in Space is, if you are a, mu- a music and a history fan, it is a phenomenal podcast oh. that Holy I highly shit, suggest. that is Omar, right? <laughs> Omar, what are you doing on this show? Um, and uh, they basically it. will talk about, it's mostly punk and lesser known bands, but they'll talk about influences and play a little bit of the music and... It's it's significantly better than the show in every way possible. <laughs> My previous statement stands. <laughs> yeah. Um. But they they were talking. I was listening to their uh, four part uh, thing they're doing on the replacements right now. Oh, nice. And uh, they mentioned some other band names that some bands have had. No. Not that movie. Uh-huh. Oh. So they're mentioning some band names that were band that, that was were bands popular. that became popular. So. For example, and I'm just I'm going to give you guys a gimme. Uh, what band was originally known as Mookie Blaylock? Okay, I don't know. Pearl Jam. There you go. Pearl Jam. Very, very good. good, very good. So I have <clears throat> gone back and I've looked at some very popular bands. So I, I'm pretty sure that that Rob knows every single one of these bands' real names, and I will be willing to give hints. Okay. 
All right. Um, so Metallica. for example, yeah, very good. <laughs> no, uh, of what certain bands were originally named. Okay. So for example, there was a band called Tom and Jerry. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Anyone else want to guess? Tom and Jerry. They did stick with the blank and blank theme. Simon, Simon and Garfunkel. You got it. <laughs> Holy <Yeah>. shit! <laughs> it's really funny. Tom and Jerry. Because it could have been Hall and Oates. Uh, that was my second guess, yeah. Yep. But yeah, I went to Simon and Garfunkel. Was the, yeah, come on. That's funny. What about T-Set? T-Set. S-E-T? T as in like, you know, T-Bag. Set. That sounds familiar. Ice tea? Think British. It's not Pink Floyd, is it? It is Pink Floyd. Oh. I thought so. Because they, they had a bunch of weird names like before they actually settled on Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd is so much better than T-Set. <clears throat> oh, well, sure. between T-Set and Pink Floyd, they were... I'm, I'm embarrassed to say this out loud. They were called the Architectural Abdabs. Yeah. The, what? Yeah, I know. It was the 60s. It was a lot of acid, I guess. There was so much acid. There was definitely more acid. I'm sure it seemed like a good idea at the time. (laughs) Rat salad. Oh, I've heard this. Shit. Um, I don't know. I've heard this before. I should have have emailed Rob some clues so I can give him clues for it. Is it rat? No, no. It's uh, the the guitarist just uh, died within the past year, maybe two years ago. And guitarist is a big hint. Guitarist died within the last two years. Yeah. Who died within? Think think red and white striped guitar. Oh, uh, Van Halen. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Rat salad. Okay. Okay. Rat salad. Huh. Interesting. All right. Uh. One of the most dramatic bands ever it was called the Obelisk. Oh, uh, the Cure. There you yeah. go. Okay. Uh, this band is not quite as popular, but they were huge for a little while. But they used to be called Naked Toddler. Nirvana. Think Nirvana ripoff. That was think Nirvana ripoff. That's a little more religious than they should be, considering they used to be called Naked Toddler. Religious. Pantera? Yeah. Nirvana Rip. Pantera, no. It was religious. Yes. What? You said religious, yes. now my brain is going right to Striper, and I know that's not it. With arms wide open. Oh. Oh my god, I forgot about those people. Uh, what was that called? What was that band? Um, Creed. Creed. Yeah. Creed. Not a fan of the Creed. I feel like this is less of a game and more of a quiz for Omar. <laughs> you got one. You're going to get this one, too, because you've already said it. Pen Cap Chew. Metallica! No, you just said it last time. Pantera? Before that. The Hollow Notes? <laughs> God. Nirvana. They were Pen Cap Chew? They were. Really? They were pen Cap Chew. Yes. <laughs> Interesting. This one was the one that shocked me. I did not know this at all. One of the biggest bands of all time, especially in the late 80s, early 90s, were called either Cans of Piss or Slut Bank. Motley Crue. 
You will never like I was shocked because they are not that kind of band. Okay, you said eighties and nineties. Mm-hmm. You too? No, not you too. I'm kidding. Um, Rolling Stones. Huge, no. Huge eighties, nineties. What were the what were the what were the band? What was the name? Can, <laughs> of cans Bo. of piss. <laughs> or slut bank. Uh, but but. It's a band you wouldn't think of. Bobby Brown. I was just going to say, was it? Uh, Mariah Carey. No, I'm just kidding. They had to change their name when they lost their religion. Oh, wow, really? R.E.M.? Yes. Yes. Holy shit, are you kidding? You're right, that, that doesn't... This one goes out to The One I Love by Slut Bank. <laughs> wow. Coming up the charts. Yep. <laughs> Kansas. Uh, Tony Flo and the Miraculous Majestic Masters of Mayhem. Kansas. This is Kansas. Kansas. This is Kansas of Piss with Everybody Hurts. That <laughs> 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 does not work. That doesn't work. I'm sorry. What was so it? Tony like? Flo and the Miraculous Majestic Masters of Mayhem. This one, that one actually makes sense for what they became. Tony Flo and the uh, Guar. Nope. Just released an album last week. That we reviewed fairly recently. Uh, oh, 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 Chili Peppers. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense for them because they have all those. This bands. one will absolutely not make sense either. Um, it's 70s band. Straight up disco. The Rattlesnakes. Cool in the gang. The Rattlesnakes. The Rattlesnakes. Yeah. Became Curtis Mayfield and Earth, the Wind Fire. If you uh, get bitten by the Rattlesnakes, you better try to stay alive. <laughs> The Bee Gees? <laughs> yep. Holy yeah. shit, I got one. <laughs> you got three. Stay alive. <laughs> oh, oh that's, not least. that's Barry Gibb. Got it. Wait. Last one. The Polka Tolk Blues Band. Polka cool in the gang. Tolk Blues Band. Tolk? T-O-L-K? T-U-L-K. T-U-L-K. What does that mean? That's not a word. Is that a Polka word? Polka Tolk Blues Band. It means that... Justin okay. Bieber. It means that there was a lot of steel workers in this band. YMCA. And they were uh, breathing a lot of fumes in England. Wait. <laughs> YMCA is not a no. band. I know that. Shut steel up. workers. <laughs> breathing. Why am I not getting this? The village people. I, I, I hope so. <laughs> I hope it's the um, steel workers. Somebody may have lost a finger for <laughs> joining this band. Or, or wow, in this band, actually. A finger? Yeah. Not a... Like a penis finger? You, how do you not know this? Uh, while they were in the band? No, you I must, don't... Is it... Wait, wait. You are you, is this Black Sabbath? Shit, crazy. It is Black Sabbath. Oh, I didn't know that Tony Iommi... I wasn't thinking of him. No. I kept thinking of... Tony. I kept thinking... Because when you said finger, I was like, does he mean arm? Like Def Leppard? Like, what do we... No, no, no. No? And I believe it's Black Sabbath. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Black Sabbath. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, the steel worker. I get it. Like working class. Okay, I got you. Got you. Got you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, interesting. Very interesting. Some weird ass band names. Those are weird, weird band names. But um, and I didn't break wrong. A lot of kick ass bands though. No, it wasn't. That wasn't a game. That was a quiz for Omar. It was a quiz for. It was a quiz for, for the both of you. It was a quiz for our. And the young Aborigines would agree. Fine young cannibals. No, young Aborigines, uh, Beastie Boys. Th- that was the original name, Beastie Boys. 
Interesting. Uh, but I get to find Young Cannibals. No. The answer is fine, Young Cannibals. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, you, like that Thank you, Thank you. Thank no, you. Uh, all Rob, members of the you. Fine Young Cannibals are in their late 80s. <laughs> <laughs> Except the lead singer, who is 94. Yeah. Yeah, and out of all the bands we mentioned, most of them are dead, and the Stones are still alive. So there we go. So Keith Richards is still kicking. Uh, dude. Unbelievable. You have any idea what you've just done? I still love oh, Den- right. Dennis Leary's little bit on Keith Richards. Yeah. Um, we talked about Keith and- Richards said that kids shouldn't do drugs. And he's like, Keith Richards, Keith, we can't do any more drugs because you already did them all. <laughs> <laughs> we got to wait till you die and smoke your ashes. <laughs> That's right. Isn't he also the one that said the only thing left after a nuclear war would be cockroaches and Keith Richards? Was that him? I saw, I saw a bright light with my on. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yep. Um, all right. Well, if you want hijinks such as this and potentially the opportunity to drink rum with Rob, you mm. can become a patron. That sounds like a good time. Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, you can become a patron. It's just $5. You get invited to our Discord chat where we talk about all sorts of random stuff, including uh, the movie that we're eventually going to talk about on the podcast. There you go. And, I, Ooh, and what type of ice cubes? Will not ruin the entire glass of uh, rum. You need that one big giant. Uh, you know, we talk about all sorts of fun stuff in there. It is a good time. The people in there are good, uh, and you know, we're we're a low maintenance chat room. And there's some higher levels as well that you get to come on the show. You get to talk about virtually whatever you want. So check us out: Patreon.com/slash Give Me Five Podcast. So before the rum. Seeps his way into your brain. Seeps its way into your brain. Can we uh, everything, everywhere, all at once? Just a little bit. Sure, I'll okay. I'll go over it. Uh, I'll try to be brief, but I, I said I was going to be brief, and then I wrote like a fucking diatribe down here. So let me uh, let me just go over it. I always took you for more of a boxer's guy, not a briefs guy. <laughs> Prolonged. Actually, actually. I'm both. Okay, we didn't... Or the okay. boxer briefs. I do the boxer briefs. So, okay. the movie is called <laughs> Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. And it was released April 8th of this year. And it's directed by Dan Kwan and Daniel Scheinert. I'm just going to give you the main stars, because there's a crap load of people involved in, in this movie. But Michelle Yeoh plays the lead. She plays Evelyn Wang. Stephanie Sue plays her daughter, uh, Joy. Kei Huai Kwan plays Waymond Wang, and we'll get to him in a minute. James Hong! I love James Hong! Plays Grandpa Gong Gong. Everybody should love James Hong. If you don't, you the hell is wrong with you? You had a noodle dream! <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis is in the movie, as well as Tally Madell. And a real brief synopsis is an aging Chinese immigrant is swept up in an insane adventure where she alone can save the world by exploring other universes connecting with the lives she could have led. Okay. Holy fuck. This movie is absolutely amazing. It's it's kind of cerebral. It's a little more involved in the whole uh, multiverse concept than maybe like the MCU has. But I I really kind of feel like this was a groundbreaking concept, like what we kind of first saw in the Matrix. 
I mean, I, I might be overselling it, but I can't overstate how much I enjoyed this movie. You guys, you guys remember when we were talking about how long movies and, and how some of them don't feel like they're super long? This was one of them. Oh, actually, I had no idea how long this movie was. I just looked, and it's only just over two hours. It's, it's uh, two hours and 19 minutes, actually. But we were in the theater for, like, over three hours, which is why I thought this movie was so much longer than what it was. Uh, the movie itself, I guess, made me forget the hour of previews that preceded it. <laughs> That's funny. Um, it, uh, it had lots of action, but it, but it wasn't necessarily an action movie. There was some drama, there was some family issues, and a lot of great acting and data. Yes. Fucking data was in this movie. Like, like two Star minutes Trek? into the movie, I heard him talk, and oh, while that's... watching the I'll get there. Hold on. And while watching the movie, I leaned over to my friend and I'm like, dude, I think that's data from the Goonies. And he's like, Why? What? You think all Chinese people look alike? My my friend is Chinese, by the way. But <laughs> I couldn't help because he sounded and looked so much like Data that the first thing we did when the movie ended was pull out our phones and look it up. And I'll be damned if I didn't nail it. That's funny. I haven't seen him in anything in like, what, 37 years? Goonies came out in 85? Has it been like 37 years now? Yeah. I haven't seen him in anything in 37 years, and I still friggin' nailed it when he came on screen. It was amazing. There's there's some really incredible sequences in this movie that I don't want to ruin, but we're going to talk more in depth next week if I can get one or both of these chuckleheads to go see Wait, it. Wait, I got to go see this? Yes, you got to go see it. Shut your God, mouth. He's going to kill you. <laughs> Only if you have another glass of rum. Then I'll... <laughs> but, <laughs> but smash when... the bottle of rum, save it, <laughs> jagged edges and all, and wait to see you again. I, like will, I will shank you like we're in prison. <laughs> He's going to have but it when, in like a little like wrapped up bag. He's going to see you and slowly unfold it and then cut out your throat. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I'm going to pull it out of the bag, stand there and hold it, and ask him, Omar, did you, you see got, the movie? You guys are really getting involved. <laughs> this is getting very specific. <laughs> see the movie. movie. What are we doing? And then I'll stab you in the balls. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but when you guys see it, I want you to wait for the fight scene. Only the greatest fight scene that you will see all year. I'm telling you, the best fight scene you will see all year. And you'll know it when you get there. And you'll be like, Oh, holy shit, this is what he was talking about. This is amazing. It was fantastic. The movie was fantastic. Go see it, and then come back next week and see what these a-holes have to say about it. I'm very interested because it seems like you might already have your movie of the year. It It is, it is very possible. And recently, I've pretty sure I have my TV show of the year unless something beats it, and that's that winning time show about the Lakers, which is also great. I'm wondering if this year is going to be just really like first 
quarter of the year heavy. And oh, the Marvel movies haven't even come out yet. Yeah, that's true. This movie was amazing. And I, I looked it up on IMDb. It currently has a rating of 9.0 out of 10. Now, if you guys happen to see it out there, listeners, and you want to chime in, we do have an email address you guys can write, and we will read your email on the air if you have takes on the movie. Is that kind of fair? Is that a movie that can have takes? Absolutely. Uh, or your own we will read reviews. them on air. Yeah, so that is uh, gimme5podcast at gmail.com. And, of course, if you're a patron, you also have the ability to call our voicemail line, and you know that from being in the chat. And if you go see it, you could even tag us on Instagram or Twitter. Yeah. At Give Me Five Pod. And we don't have to do the contact stuff at the end. That's cool. Yay, us. Yay. So we've got so much in this episode. I think that's great. You done? You good? Are we good? Yeah, I'm good. We're okay. going gonna to try and talk about this a little bit more next week if I can get one of these guys to go see it or both of them. I'm down. It really, all kidding aside, it, I'm excited to see it. Yeah, you said that this weekend. Uh, it, it hasn't changed. <laughs> that hasn't. That, that has not changed. I just couldn't get out there. Look, in the prison that he was at, they were only showing Ernest Scared Stupid. Which I watched. Oh, that's a great movie. I watched Thricely. Well, my real plan is to keep saying that I'm going to see it. Pig in the City. Just because it's Babe Pig in the City is the only movie they can watch that doesn't get the other prisoners the riled city. up. Oh, my God. I, I do plan on telling you guys that I'm going to watch it and then revealing live next week that I haven't watched it. The person that does Cliff Notes for a podcast. <laughs> so oh, I totally saw it. I especially like the part where so-and-so where was the lead actress. I liked <laughs> that. Oh, I didn't know Michelle Yeoh was in it. That's exciting. That was really cool. And I think at one point they do use the word everything. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> I did not watch it. <laughs> um, you a bitch. <clears throat> well, the more rum Rob drinks, the more I'm going to tell him I didn't watch it. Put it that way. Because I'm afraid. If, it's, if we're in the same city, he will actually stab me in the balls. Get cut. I'm going to stab you in your mm-hmm. balls. That's fair. Fair enough. So, uh, speaking of people that should be stabbed in the balls... Mm-hmm. Let me talk about Jimmy Savile. Screw you, Rothfuss. I'm going to talk about Jimmy Savile. <laughs> Jimmy Savile is the uh, basic the uh, British. I guess he was a radio DJ turned host of a children's show turned host of a very similar show, uh, and he did a bunch of other stuff. He is. Was very, very famous for about three decades in England. And, of course, if you're super famous for three decades somewhere, you're going to be famous until your death. As this, And he was also the subject of Jimmy Savile, a British horror story on Netflix. Um, and it, the – I guess what it's about is Jimmy Savile once ruled the airwaves with a quirky persona, persona and good works. So how did the icon manage to hide his alleged bad deeds for so long? This is a two-episode thing. Uh, I know just enough about him. Uh, in fact, I kind of got him mixed up with – I think it was Gary Glitter was the other 
uh, famous British pedophile. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of got him a little bit mixed up with that, being that I don't know too much about him, but now I do. And Jimmy Savile, he was he was a DJ, like I said, and then he did a show because uh, called Jimmy. It was a uh, Jimmy. Uh, was it Jimmy Saves or Jimmy? Uh, I don't believe I didn't write this part down. Jimmy uh, fixes it. Yeah, Jim Jim will fix it. That's why, because it's the Jim will fix it. it. Where kids would write in stuff, and they will, and they like one of the kids wanted to be a an an Indian princess, so they like brought her to a place, and she got to ride an elephant and wear a the princess stuff and the gems and stuff like that. Uh, one of them wanted to fly like Superman, you know, or fly like Peter Pan, that kind of thing. But anyway, uh. So this guy basically did that. It was a huge success, the show. And then he started doing telethons and marathons for uh, to raise money for various hospitals. And he started you know, actually even, like, working at some of these hospitals, like these, like, mental facilities and being with all these people that were going through spinal injuries and mental problems and things like that. So you might wonder why I threatened to stab him to death early, like, when I started this or said people should be stabbed. Uh, he was also a massive pedophile uh, to the tune of 589 victims. Jesus. Uh, 450 absolutely confirmed. Uh, these This ranged from boys and girls. Actually, it was like 80% girls. Uh, people that were either in you know school because they were they didn't fit in with you know polite British society. Or quite literally children with spinal injuries that couldn't do anything about it. Or mentally ill people that were strapped down to beds. Uh, all sorts of terrible stuff. And basically, because of his celebrity, was able to get away with it. Uh, the documentary, I was very, very concerned about watching it. Because I can't deal with kid abuse. So I had to make sure that it didn't glorify anything. Uh, which it didn't, but it's interesting because it's almost like the first episode talks about everything, but they'll do it. They kind of do a thing where he's letting people know, like when he's running marathons, he's like kissing people on the mouth in a very creepy way. He's when he's um, there's one like group shot where he's with like a bunch of like teenage girls and the one next to him, like kind of they're like sitting on a like a bunch of square risers like on a stage and like one right next to him like jumps like he's pinching her butt. Kind of like the, the Family Feud host? Yeah, yeah, the, pretty much. In the yeah, 70s yeah. or whatever his name was? Yeah, was it Richard Dawkins? There it is. Dawson. Dawson. Richard Dawson. 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 Dawkins is... And Richard, Richard Dawkins was a famous atheist, yeah, actually. He's still kicking. He's still writing books. Yeah. And he he is allowed to kiss me on the mouth. Okay. Well, that's okay. If he wants to. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um... Anyway, no, he uh, so he did all sorts of stuff, and what's what's interesting is he befriended Margaret Thatcher, Princess Diana, Charles, uh, who's the redhead? Fer- is that Fergie? Yeah. Um, oddly enough, the the chick from Brave. I don't know. He uh, befriended all these people, and it, it gave him access to all of the stuff, and it was kind of like a, this open joking secret where everyone was like would tell jokes about it about him. Oh, don't leave you know, don't leave him alone in the girls' school. 
and he would tell jokes about it. And so whenever weird. the BBC got too close to the truth, the stories would get shut down. And there's so much footage where it's, you're like, how did you not figure that out? And it's it's kind of the same with with the you know the some of the people that got caught up in the Me Too thing, where it was an open secret that Harvey Weinstein was like raping people. People like would always just joke around like, oh, don't be in his office after after hours. Don't let him close the door. And people, ah, ha, 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 ha. And then you find out like, oh, yeah, that's really kind of dark humor. It's a real thing. You know, there's people whose lives were ruined. Yeah, literally. There's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's actresses, the, the next big thing, that when they actually said no, then you never heard from him again because he buried their li- he buried their careers. Well, and I know that you were saying that you were really that you were really bent out of shape over this, but I mean, I no, I, I was really... I was actually saying there, there's more there's more that I'm going to say. Okay, that's going to anger England. Uh, one of the interesting things about this is they you know they bounce around to different aspects of his life, and the 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 teeth situation in some of these people not good. Did you just say teeth situation? The teeth, yes, because like. <laughs> In each clip of this guy, he's got a different number of teeth missing. What? As well as the... That's so weird. And I'm like, yeah. And he was like, you know, people loved him. Like, the celebrities and the people in this this show, I was like, I was shocked. Like, I know there's always the joke, like, the, you know, the Simpsons British joke, the big book teeth. of... Yeah, like, British people have terrible teeth. And it was like, watching these clips of, like, actual TV hosts and news hosts from the 70s and 80s in England, I was like, oh... That wasn't a joke because here, like if you're a, a TV host and you have no teeth, that's not happening in America. Yeah. <laughs> like you're, you're getting them replaced. But like – so th- that's one thing that I figured that all of our British listeners are going to uh, leave me. Apparently that has changed. I, I looked it up, and um, back in the 70s and 80s, only uh, two-thirds of Britons had all of their real teeth. Um, so one-third had – Basically all fake teeth. Uh, now it's up to five uh, percent uh, of dentures, so they're down to five percent. So it's getting better. Fluoride, people. Fluoride. <laughs> Put it in your water. <laughs> Put it in your tea. Anyway, uh, put it in your crumpets. It's just the fact that it was this open secret, and the I think I mean the worst part is obviously all the assault, but he never paid a price. There were. He was – he lived in his hometown, which I think was Leeds, and he was buddy-buddy with the police, and all the police were super excited that they were friends with the celebrity, and I'm not – it wasn't quite as evil as squashing the stories, but never even let them become a story. Right. Well, just, I mean, but but I mean in all honesty, I feel we had our own American version of that, and that was Michael Jackson. I mean, I, I feel that Michael Jackson was essentially the same thing. I feel it seems to me from what Greg is saying, though, I'm not necessarily disagreeing, but I'm saying it seems that from what Greg is saying, this guy got away with it in a way that Michael Jackson didn't. Not that he went to jail or anything. It was for a far longer time, and it was an open secret for a far longer time. And but also, he. In his lifetime, Michael Jackson's reputation was very much hurt by by this. 
But Greg, is that but the see, same? See, I don't with... think that while he was alive, it was hurt. I don't think it really came out until after he died. Michael his... Jackson, Michael Jackson was hurt while he was that's alive my, that's what I'm by saying. the fact that that's my point by the whole managing of money thing. His career pretty much tanked at a certain point. Where Who? I remember very distinctly, Michael Jackson? and I'm not going to say the words that I heard people say, but there was a there was a time period where if you said you like like Michael Jackson, they would call you the f word. Or they would, yeah, they, you or would be like verbally attacked. Yeah, while he was still alive. But, oh, now see, he did skate from. He did all. skate from actual like repercussions, other than maybe paying people off. But when you had that, much but money. it sounds like this guy. What's his name? Jimmy Savile. Yeah, it sounds like even in his like his entire life, he sort of escaped it. Right? Or did this come never, out yeah, after? There was never any repercussions, other than maybe having to deal with a, a few unpleasant conversations with the police that were like, oh, I didn't the like they should they play some audio where he's like, That's unheard of. I would never do that. I've never done that that kind of stuff. And it's like Except you did. Right. But that's about it, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's Yeah, I mean he he died in two thousand eleven in his uh in his flat. And they did a bunch of stuff for him. It was a big deal. It was celebrations and a huge, a huge gravestone that had. They should have it, just thrown him in a hole somewhere. Yeah, right. Well, they didn't know any of the stuff. I mean, some people did, but um, there was a chat room, like I think the early versions of chat rooms online, like the message board kind of thing, from this one school, and everyone was talking on this chat room, like before he died, about JS, the the monster, the pervert, because he was allowed to work at the school. And he would basically grab – for his show, he would grab a bunch of girls, bring them to the BBC and say, I'll let you be on the air if you do this. Um, or he would – I'm not going to say exactly what he did because I don't want people getting off on this kind of stuff. But he would aggressively do things with his hands like in on the ride up to the BBC and stuff. Um, <clears throat> but then – so they on the front of his gravestone, he wanted – them to carve it was fun while it lasted and then eight months after he died when all of these things like was like there's been two people that came forward now there's been 80 people that came forward there's been this many people with proof and so on and so forth and people that like knew him and joked about him like and then like all these clips of him like harassing this like morning show lady and like trying to get him to come her to get to the room and she was like obviously uncomfortable and he's like, she was like, yeah, he pushed it too far, but I just kind of figured that was his persona. I didn't Not really realizing. Yeah. But so they, they basically overnight, they destroyed the gravestone and tore it and dragged it away. Cause it, you know, the, basically announcing the fact that, yeah, I had a shitload of fun, you know, molesting all your daughters mm-hmm. um, until I died. Um, it's a, it's a pretty well-made documentary. It does not glorify stuff. I do think that it could have. It was very heavy on the career and life and the connections. Like, I think once you see him once or twice with some of these super famous people, you don't need to mention it much anymore um, because we get it. And there's there are a lot of clips because he's he had been in the public eye for, what, 40, 50 years? So there's a million clips of him. So it's I think it's an interesting watch if you can handle that kind of stuff. But you will want to dig his body up. And then kill him and, again. 
and kill him. Yeah. Like when they said he died and I was like, fuck you. I was so pissed because I, I didn't know anything about him other than just briefly hearing his name. Yeah. And I could have gone without even knowing his name. Yeah. He also had stupid hair. <laughs> like he looked like, like the... most British people. Ooh, yeah. Wait. <laughs> we love you, Britain. <sighs> We're fucked. That's pretty funny. It's going to be it. They're going to send a dragon after us or something. <laughs> they, they have dragons over there, right? I think so. Yeah. I've seen I don't do animals. <laughs> That's a thing, right? I mean, they still have dragons, right? Yeah. I've seen. <clears throat> okay. So that is uh, Jimmy Savile, the. Was it the horror of England, the monster of England, the a horror, um, a British horror story? But yeah, just look at his fucking hair, and you know that he's a pervert. Like, I'm not even gonna look him up. He looks like the the a blonde version of the berries and cream guy from those kind of commercials. Berries and cream, berries and cream. <laughs> yeah, punchable, punchable face. Okay, that is absolutely horrible. All right, I'm I'm picturing hair like Boris. Um, yeah, it, actually, you're not wrong. Yeltsin or whatever. Oh, yes, the the premier Boris Johnson. There oh, you go. Okay, not wrong at all. Actually, just more of it. <laughs> Boris Yeltsin, Boris Johnson. You know, whatever. Same thing. I think Boris Yeltsin was bald, but you know, Yeltsin was pretty bald. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Russian. Okay, so that's it. <laughs> okay. Next. All right. Um, do we want to do the book next, or do we want to do the series next? the book omar you to close out the episode tonight you better not fuck it up (laughs) don't f it up omar well i recently finished a uh, trilogy of books on audible because everybody knows that's how i read my books now um but it was written by michael r miller the first book the reborn king came out on november 10th of 2015 the second book veiled intentions was released on february 10th of 2017 And the third book, The Last Guardian, was released on March 16th of 2018. And as I said, it is an Audible trilogy, and all three books are available for one credit. For those of you counting, that's 45 hours and 58 minutes for one credit. It's narrated by Dave Cruz, because everybody knows how I I like to get value for my credits. The synopsis is, arrogant, scornful, full of pride, Darnior, Prince of Dragons, cares nothing for the damage he's doing to the faltering alliance against the Shadow. He thinks himself invincible right up till a mortal wound forces him to undergo a dangerous rebirthing spell, leaving him a helpless babe in human hands. Twenty years pass and demonic forces are poised to sweep across the land. With the alliance between humanity, dragons, and fairies fracturing, Darnior will have to uncover the secrets of his past seek redemption for his sins, and rally the disparate races if they are to survive. Only Darnior can do this, for he's the last member of the royal bloodline, and only he can wield the dragon's blade. Now, I I mean, I, I wrote my initial thoughts here, but it's almost like another synopsis. Um, I, I mean, I thought it was an intriguing story. It's centered around Darnior, who is the dragon prince. Um, the dragons have kind of forgotten their true power. Uh, that is to say that that they no longer can assume the form of a dragon. They, they're kind of stuck in humanoid bodies. However, in these bodies, they have enhanced speed, enhanced stamina, and strength. While they're only a shadow of their former glory, they're still the most powerful race on the planet. And they never let the other races, the humans and fairies, forget it. 
So subjugated and dismissed, the humans have been using their advantage, ingenuity, and secret to potentially climb out from under the thumb of the dragons. And now there's a new race to contend with. The invaders who don't belong in their realm have upset the balance. So demons have arrived. And the demons are in numbers so great that the dragon's strength doesn't really mean anything. They're just flooding them with numbers. Are the alliances between the races so broken that they can't be repaired? Or can the newly reborn Dragon King reunite the races to defend their home? I actually really enjoyed the story. Um, there's a lot of references, um, a lot of religious references. The, the dragons all pray to their gods or whatever. They have three swords for their for their three uh, their three pillars: the king, the guardian, and the champion. Were, were these the dragons champi- British? They are not. Oh. The champion has been corrupted. The champion blade is in the hands of the demons. I, I probably just ruined it. You don't find that out until like the third book. Um, but I've had rum, so it's okay. the <laughs> The king controls the dragon's blade, and the guardian has the guardian's blade, and the the interaction between the king and the guardian is very interesting. The one of the things that I I struggle with in in movies or in books is like really overt uh racist overtones hmm. that are 100% one-sided. A lot of times uh the 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 whole racist persona is presented as being completely one-sided. In this book, they don't really do that. The dragons hate the humans, or the dragons despise the humans as much as the humans hate the dragons for their subjugation. And it's it kind of goes both ways, um, and it's really a believable animosity between the two. And the fairies are kind of indifferent. They're they're content to just let everybody, you know, kind of destroy themselves. So they're ambivalent. They kind of sit back and they're like, whatever, it's not my problem kind of thing. Um, but with the demons there, everybody's in danger. Only nobody is willing to acknowledge it. And, and with Darnior having suffered a mortal wound and then gets reborn, when he's reborn, he's left in the care of humans. So humans raise him. So he has a completely different perspective than what he had in his previous life. And dragons, by the way, are also, um, vastly... Uh, long-lived like they they live significantly longer than humans do they'll live for hundreds of years whereas humans you know at most live to like a hundred um but this the the intricacies of rebuilding the relationship between the races trying to get people to help him trying to fend off the demon forces and then combining that with the fact that the demons really aren't as evil as what they think they are they're kind of they're kind of subjugated by their master who controls who controls their will you know indefinitely um but some of the demons begin to fight back and they want freedom but they can't they can't break away on their own they need help from these other races so they kind of start working together to undermine the big bad who is you know orchestrating everything and it's it it's a really well thought out story um like I said, 45, 46 hours essentially for one credit, I think is a fantastic deal. And it was a really good story. I, I mean, I enjoyed the shit out of it. Um, I do not regret that credit. I love my audible membership. <laughs> love my really audible do. membership. 
I I have so many hours logged on Audible, it's ridiculous. But the 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 series is really good if you're a fan of fantasy, if you're a fan of um like uh, I want to say intrigue or it's not really court drama, but it's kind of like political intrigue as well as gigantic fa- fantastical battles, um big sweeping overtone the the book it, the series is really good. I I highly recommend it. All right, very cool. Interesting. Yeah. Ridiculous names. Um no, just just the uh just the king, Darnyar. Or just the prince, Darnyar. Everyone else is like Everybody else has kind of has kind of like normal names. I mean, obviously some of them are like fantasy and lord like, and defender of the realm Tim, walter yeah, yeah tim <laughs> yeah, well i mean one of one of the one of the knights who who stands by who one of the human knights who stands by his side is raymond oh yeah there we go everyone loves so, him <laughs> uh, the the human king is argus okay there's also greg so. the lover of poop i think was one of the main characters <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just, no, is that the wrong? He's mentioned once in each book as they wander by the the pig trough. Actually, actually, his title is the fecal fanatic. He just, they just have him in the. Uh, I may have just named the episode. <laughs> as I am the one that names the episodes. No, I think Greg the fecal fanatic fits in so many ways. It's very appropriate. <sighs> Greg the fecal fanatic, dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> Greg's just mad because we're we're hitting a little close to home. We don't judge you, Greg. I know how Google search works. Fair Sweet. enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, you're you're the grand finale, Omar. Well, other Omar, than when I talk about other when I talk about uh, our our updates on Chartable. Okay. Oh, all right. That that'll happen okay. after you. So we're gonna okay. That's gonna be a thing now. Okay, that's fine too. Finish me off, Omar. Wait, wait what? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> Stop hitting on me. I'm trying to do a show here. Um, so the other day I was uh, browsing through whatever social media, and I saw a little headline, something about taboo. Um, a great underrated show season two is finally coming out. And I remembered that I had started it years ago and I'd seen a few episodes and then kind of lost track of it. But I remember that I loved it. So I went back and, and watched it again. So Taboo was originally on FX. Right now it's on Hulu if you want to watch it. Um, it was released January 7th of 2017. And without, I couldn't find any detail on it. And I'm frankly glad that I couldn't. Um, the reason there hasn't been a season two yet, it was, it was greenlit like five years ago. Um, because apparently like there was like personal issues, like in Tom Hardy's life and then other things that he did and, you know, scheduling conflicts and stuff. And, and I'm glad that they don't get into the reasoning that he did. He had to say no at the time because that's his personal life. You know what I mean? But, um, there was a lot of. Stars, there's a lot of actors in this movie. I only listed the ones that are in every episode. Um, Tom Hardy, the main character. David Heyman, Jonathan Price, 
who is phenomenal in the show. Um, Una Chaplin, who plays Tom Hardy's sister, half-sister. Richard Dixon, Leo Bell, and Edward Hogg. Now, there's a lot more characters, but... Yeah, Hogg. exactly. But th- but these are the only ones that are listed in all all the episodes of the season. So the synopsis is... James Keziah Delaney returns to 1814 London after 10 years in Africa. And he discovers that he has been left with a mysterious, uh, he has been left a mysterious legacy by his father. Driven to to wage war on those who have wronged him, Delaney finds himself in a face-off against the East uh, East India Company while playing a dangerous game between two warring nations. Britain and America. This takes place during the War of 1812. Um, my initial thoughts were that the, the show is excellent. The acting is amazing. Especially Tom Hardy and, and, John, and uh, Jonathan Price. They, they kill. I mean, they're phenomenal. Um, they are enemies in the show. Uh, the entire feel of the, the whole vibe of the, the, the show, the setting, the dialogue. Um, it just puts you right in that period. It's so well done. It just it, it it really like if you like any sort of historical whatever, this is really very very well done. Um, the show is extremely gritty. This is not for the faint of heart. Even though even if it was on you know FX, uh, the show is very very realistic and gritty. London is disgusting. Uh, the 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 people the way they make some of the characters look like like the King of England. He's got like this gross pockmarked face and like it's it's unbelievable. It's very accurate in that way. Um the main plot is fictional, but the background of what's happening in that time, it's all real stuff. East India Company was real. This company was like the first multinational company that was this powerful in history. No one had ever um seen anything like this before countries were afraid of the East India company because of, of it had its own like little mil- Navy. Um, James Delaney comes back at his father's funeral. That's the Tom Hardy character. Um, he kind of surprises everybody. He's unannounced. He's a very dark brooding character. They, they, they give you flashbacks of his time in Africa uh, where they allude to, like weird type witchcraft type practices, cannibalism, all this crazy stuff. Um, his early on, and I'm not really spoiling anything because I'm this is I'm really just giving stuff from really from the first episode. I, I, I'm way past that, but I don't I don't like to spoil it. Um, he seems to be in love with his half sister. That that's kind of an ongoing part of the plot as well. Um. And he seems to be dealing with some event or events that happened in his past while he was in Africa. And even they even allude to him as a younger man and how he was kind of crazy and brooding and he had this like darkness inside. I don't know how this, this got by huh? me. I don't know how this got it by is, me. I've never heard of that. It, it, I, remember, I even remember when it was on, and I remember seeing the ads for it, and I think I started watching it like on demand back in that, 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 that time. It is so good. I mean, it's so well done, and Tom Hardy's a fantastic actor anyway. 
but he kills it in this. I mean, he becomes a different person. I mean, he literally becomes this James Delaney character in such a way you don't you don't see it often. And Jonathan Price is the head of the East India Company, and he's amazing. Like the the, the acting in the show, and and it's not just them. All the actors in the show are absolutely phenomenal. Like it's so well done. They they like morph into these characters, and the story is absolutely compelling. The story moves along. It doesn't get stale. It's, <laughs> I I recommend it to everybody. It is it's phenomenal. Um, even, you don't even have to like, you know, historical type stuff. Would you Would you say that it's as good as that historical story I told you to read that you didn't that you didn't read or listen to? Okay. Uh, when Rob drinks rum, he gets you know. But I'm sixty percent of the way through that. By the way. <laughs> You started it a year ago. That's not the point. The point is, I'm making progress. He likes it so well, he listens to it two minutes a day. I mean, really, that's my drive time. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, um, I would say so. I I mean, this, (laughs) as far as like TV shows go, this is up there, like compared to anything. Like this show is is vastly underrated. Um, and I'm super excited that season two is happening. Um, so that's it. Without getting into like details and spoilers and stuff, that's my that is my review of Taboo starring Tom Hardy. Try it. You got to try it. Even even just the first episode and see how you like it. It's it's phenomenal. It's absolutely worth your time. Okay, I'll tell you what. When you finish that book, I'll watch the episode. That is fair. All right, we'll do that. Deal. About to, about to start a book uh, about Tom Hardy, actually. You wait, what? I'm about to start a book about Tom Hardy. Really? You're gonna like write a biography? One? I'm about to read it. No, it's uh, about it's about the making of Mad Max, the blood, sweat, and steel, or something like that. I forget the name of it, but it's oh, next. You're gonna write write one about your experiences with Tom Hardy? <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> I signed the <laughs> I signed a piece of paper that said I'm not allowed to do that. Uh, NDA. <laughs> yeah, I signed the NDA. Yeah. Which I'm not even allowed to talk about the NDA on the podcast. Oh, crap. Well, there you go. Sorry, buddy. Greg violates his NDA. There's another title for the episode. By talking about his NDA. Okay, so I've got an idea. <clears throat> We've talked about dragons a little bit in this episode. Far more than normal. Which is weird because because we love dragons. Dragons are awesome. Who doesn't love dragons? I know, right? Dragons solve all problems. What you have a problem, the... and then you get attacked by a dragon. You now have a different problem. What was what was the name of the episode that Alicia hated me for? Zo- zombie dragons. Oh, or... Zombie dragons. Yeah. No. Um. Oh, God! It like ex- excessively excited dragons of something or other. Of our episode? Yeah, it was an episode that we did it, way back in one of the uh, Game of Thrones reviews. Anyway, for this episode, we decided to go with what are your top five favorite dragons? My picks may be a little controversial. Oh. Because you are I, a dragon aficionado. 
I, I do believe that my number one will probably not be the consensus number one. Oh. Mine probably either. Oh. I'm going to go first, I guess. Why don't you go first, Greg? Now, you might notice that if you listen to the rest of the episode, you heard three voices. Now, you're hearing two voices. That's because somebody had to go pick up some or drop someone off at the airport. So we are going to seamlessly add him later um, with – you'll see. Anyway, my honorable mention, because, because not a dragon, and I did have my uh, crack research team of one nine-year-old child of mine yell at me for trying to say that it's a dragon. And I was going to say Charizard. Oh. And my son said, you're you not fool! my real father. <laughs> <laughs> my son said you're not my real father he's a flying and fire type you've shamed me and then he walked away isn't he also a dragon type though I don't believe no he said he's a flying and fire type because there is a dragon type that's the dragonite the, the kind of chubbier one with the little like oh, okay. he's orange also and he has the cute little squiggles under this Um. so anyway uh, so my number five, Lockheed. Oh, uh, fair. All right. I like Lockheed. He was one of, you know, I've always Shadow liked Cat's when pet. he, yep, liked when he showed up. I thought it was cool that he showed up in the X-Men movies, um, or one of the X-Men movies. Uh, and also, I believe when I did, uh, we, at one point a long time ago, we did uh, Mythical Creature Sidekicks. I think it was when he did Beastmaster, maybe? Maybe, and yeah. Lockheed also made it onto that list, so I kind of felt there should be some crossover. Uh, number four, Fing Fang Foom. That is a Marvel comic gi- giant, giant dragon. Okay, yeah. Um, Very powerful. Possibly never number. going to show up in the Marvel Universe. I thought that maybe he was going to show up in Shang-Chi, but they used a different dragon because Fing Fang Foom also has that kind of um, what some people consider to be like racist uh, uh, mustache that they used to draw on oh, like – the Fu Manchu. The Fu Manchu mustache they used to draw on like all of the villains and like – the Flash Gordon villains and stuff in the 30s and 40s. So, but either way, always a good villain to show up in a comic. Uh, double uh, hit on number three, Drogon and Viserion from Game of Thrones. Okay. Hit number three. When, the, when those things showed up, uh, people died. I cannot fault you for that pick. It is not on my list. Ooh. Uh, number two, Smaug. Solid choice. Did not get up there because I kind of went with dragon personality in some ways. Mm-hmm. And Smog was just kind of the essential sitting on the pile of gold mm-hmm. dragon mm-hmm. that people are scared of. But other than that, that was kind of was the personality. I know it kind of became an archetype, but I just couldn't. I don't know. I think I'm just anti hoarding <laughs> of any type. Whether it be... What'd you call me? Uh, not whoring. Hoarding. Oh. Oh. Um, that's silly. You would not be anti-whoring. I'm yeah. sorry. the hell are you thinking? Uh, number one is Toothless. I figured that was going to be on your list. Because Toothless reminds me very much of my my poor deceased dog scouters. Where Aww. Hated everybody at first, and then the people that they liked, you know, she liked, she was very protective of, and sweet, and, you know. 
So toothless. And um, also that is the one dragon on this list that actually made me cry. Aww. Yeah. Because so. he beat me up and stole my lunch money. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, I'll go ahead and do, do it. Did we have any voicemails? Uh, we did not. Because uh, as we did get a message about it, though, which I did not have pulled up because I wasn't expecting to talk about it, but I can real quick. Um, from Alec. Uh, he said, No list for me this week. My dragon knowledge is zero. What? Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee and the last dragon would have been the only two on his list. <laughs> Which Fair is funny because we joked Fair about choice. that off. Yeah, I think we, it was we off. We joked about Nike. including them. Yeah. So. Okay, Dragon Master. All right. So. Number five on my list. And I went with dragons that I remembered. Dragons that were, you know, something to me. You've made love to a lot of dragons. I have, I have. And once you get to your 50th or 60th dragon, it's all. They, they blur together. Yeah. But at number five, I've got Smog. So I know that might be controversial having Smog so far on the list, so yeah. far down on the list. But he's only number five on my list. At number four, one of the earlier dragons that I can remember from when I was a kid was Tiamat from the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Reaching way back for that one. At number three. Have you watched that cartoon recently? No. I kind of wonder if it holds up because I have good memories of that cartoon. I do, I do as well, and I'm pretty sure it does not hold up. But it's something that maybe we should check out for an episode. Mm-hmm. And number three is another oldie that I remember. It was a movie that I watched with my dad. And that <clears throat> is also one of the... Oh, there, there was something... Um, noteworthy about the dragon. I believe it was the first time that a new animation style was used. And I I don't know what the exact numbers were, but something like 70% of the movie's budget actually went to the dragon because it was part practical effects and part, like, animatronic, I guess? And that's Vermithrax Pejorative from Dragon Slayer in 1981. Uh, what a name. I know, right? I was like, what was the name of that dragon? Oh, God. That's terrible. <laughs> so that was my number three. My number two. Another big one from my childhood. Falcor. Ah, yeah. The luck dragon from NeverEnding Story. But my number one is from my absolute favorite franchise. And I'm talking video games. Bahumut from the Final Fantasy series. He was one of the more powerful summons. I don't know if he was always the most powerful summon, but he was one of the more powerful summons. I loved the character. 
uh, Dragon. Always had to get him. And he's been in, like, every Final Fantasy game. So, Bahamut is my him, number one. I have to look him up. <laughs> I found, I was looking at a list of dragons. And there Actually, is I think one, it's Bahamut. It's B-A-H-A-M-U-T. You mentioned ridiculous dragon names. There's one that's uh, Professor Third Degree Burns, and it's uh, Third Degree is spelled. Uh, it's all one word, is spelled like pedigree, but with T H U R D I G R E E. It says Professor Third Degree Burns, who's a dragon from Casper's Scare School. Wow, a European cartoon, and I'm like that for as far as uh, good dragon names. That's a, that's a good one. A lot of them are. If you really looked, a lot of them were just like named dragon. Yeah. I'm also surprised Maleficent didn't show up on your list. No. No. Um, there were a couple of honorable mentions that I thought of that I was like, mm, no. But I had Shenron on there from Dragon Ball. Okay. I, he almost I made the list. Uh, Toothless almost made my list. Uh, the other one was Nico Bolas from Magic the Gathering. Is that a, not a playable character, but it's a playable card, I assume? Yes. And actually, he is a planeswalker, so. Some strong dragons out there. Yeah, definitely. Well, I guess we should move on to Omar's list. Yep. Go ahead, Omar, you filthy animal. Well, we are about to start Omar's list of top five dragons in pop culture, but here's the little trick. Uh, one of our co-hosts, Rob, as you noticed from the questions that we just answered before, it was just me and Rob. Well, now Rob had to go to bed because he wakes up early for work. But Omar is now here, so it's now you get me and Omar. But because Rob knows Omar so well, he has pre-recorded some reactions to Omar's list. Can we get a sample of the reactions? A, a sample of the reactions? Or does this have um, to be very, like, jazz, off the cuff? Uh, well, well, I can give you one here. Ready? Did you do your homework on this list? There we go. The answer is yes. <laughs> so we, we have a whole, we have um, seven reactions. I think the kids like the reactions. There's seven reactions uh, and one other thing in there. So Interesting. So, Omar, what are your top five dragons in pop culture? Okay. As usual... I only have five this time, by the way. No? All right, I cheated. But, <clears throat> man, I was very close. Okay. Go on. Nope. <laughs> Sorry, Rob. Number Go five. On. This surprised me because it wasn't something that I had any interest in seeing. And I saw it completely by accident. It was a video I rented from Blockbuster. And it was... Uh, the movie Dragonheart. Oh, Sean Connery. Sean Connery. That movie was excellent, and I loved Sean Connery's take as the dragon. It was funny, and it was like it was different than what you think of as a dragon. It was kind of humorous, and it was kind of human almost. If that's the right word for it. Great movie. You've got to be frigging kidding me. No, Rob didn't like that one. <laughs> <laughs> not a fan gotta, not a fan of that one we're gonna edit together a bunch of his words and make it one big nonsensical Rob rant <laughs> <laughs> number four 
another movie that completely surprised me. Didn't expect to to. I didn't really wasn't really thinking about watching it, and I'm really really glad I did. Um, Reign of Fire with Matthew McConaughey. Okay. And the the main dragon is known as the the bull dragon. Um, and is just this gigantic beast. And it was just such a well-done movie. It was so different. And Matthew McConaughey's character was so different than anything he's ever done. Um, the movie was far... It, it very much surprised me. Um, it was good. And that dragon was badass. I mean, it was really, really awesome. Um, also a good one. Yeah, it was solid. Oh, hold on. Omar. Led Zeppelin is not a dragon. Okay. Oh. Now you're Sorry, now 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 you're just trying to hurt me. <laughs> um go on. Okay. Number 3. I had to bring these in. But in this one spe- all three of them are awesome. But this specific one for a very specific reason. Viserion from Game Game of Thrones. Because the the dragons themselves were like their own separate characters with their own separate personalities and Viserion is the one that remember he gets shot down and then they turn him into um an ice an, a walker uh, an ice zombie dragon remember that yeah. oh yeah and that i remember watching it feeling so sad and disappointed that he died and then so shocked when they brought him back and then thinking you're watching a cgi dragon like chill out <laughs> My wife had some words about that. But the heart wants what the heart wants. And it just, it was, it was sad. <laughs> and I remember being so like, but all those dragons were so badass. But then when he comes out and there's like that big battle with all three of them, it was fucking amazing. And he was such a badass. Like it was, it was, it was very, very cool. I, I remember, I mean, that show was amazing. It's one of the best shows of all time, obviously. But, um, <clears throat> What is this, like number 26 now? This is number... Who's <laughs> <laughs> got something to say, Rob? Damn it. Okay. He was pretty good at recording. He was pretty good at recording what you were going to say. <laughs> like, I just said, it was very off the cuff. I was like, uh, just say what you think you're going to say. He knew. And he, was, and he just, like, he reeled him off. I'm, like, I'm so transparent. I mean, it's not like... <laughs> <laughs> um, number two is kind of a cheat. And it's also Game of Thrones related. But my number two dragon, and it was going to be number one, but my number one has sentimental value more so than this one, is the actual Khaleesi, the mother of dragons from Game of Thrones. I know it's not a dragon. I don't care. It's my list. She was badass. She is the mother of dragons. And, you know, it helps that she's beautiful. But, but. You've it... got to be frigging kidding. Oh, there it is. <sighs> Whatever, Rob. Uh, he oh he didn't like that one at all. <laughs> that was that was not that. Oh, I can smell that through the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> and my number one high fiber diet on that one. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Colon blow, and now super colon blow. Um, my number one for sentimental reasons because I read this book the, for the first time on, when I was literally in fifth grade. And it just blew me away and 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 got me into this whole world is smog from 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 the um uh oh my god not Lord of the Rings from the Hobbit like thank you there there's a dragon okay th- okay thank you Rob approves 
and it's my number one. If Rob approves, then you know it's good. And, well, technically, since I'm hitting the button, that means that I approve. <laughs> <laughs> this is so meta. But that's, oh, oh, that was, oh that man. Was, uh, that was not pleasant. Was that you or Rob? <laughs> that was uh, a sound effect I found on YouTube. I, I, in my mind, it was Rob. <laughs> it's definitely Rob. But um, I think I didn't hit one of the buttons because I don't remember what he what it said. But for real, uh, oh, you're yeah, gonna yeah, put okay. that one on your list. What is it? What? Oh, see that that should have been Khaleesi. For real, you're gonna put that one on your list. Yeah, I am. Because she's gorgeous <laughs> and awesome. Call me Khaleesi. Go on. <laughs> but the smile one, like I, like I read that book originally, very literally in the fifth grade, and then it got me into the whole Lord of the Rings trilogy and all that stuff, and I read it so many times over my lifetime. That there's just like an emotional connection with that one. So um, that is my top five badass dragons um, in pop pop culture. Love it. I'm a, I'm a fan. Awesome. Of, if there's a dragon in a movie, you, you've automatically got my attention. I'm not saying the movie's going to be good necessarily. I mean, really, every movie should have like every dra- every movie would be made better with a dragon. Yeah, even like rom-coms. Oh, yeah. Like 10 things I hate about you. Boom. Here comes a dragon. dragon. The high school's burned down. Roll credits. <laughs> Movie's over. Sophie's Choice. <laughs> Take that, Nazi. I'm really sad about this decision, but check out my sweet dragon. <laughs> Defeats the Nazis. Everyone goes home happy. <laughs> yeah, there's so Sophie's many. Sophie's Choice. Oh, my God. <laughs> fried green tomatoes fried green. Like, <laughs> dances with wolves <laughs> right dances with dragons which i think might actually be a book but that that probably i'm sure there's a book called dances with dragons or something like that right yeah yeah uh driving miss daisy <laughs> but she's on a dragon <laughs> miss daisy like clinging to uh to the back of a dragon morgan freeman hold on I- miss daisy <laughs> Uh, that takes us out of our Give Me Five question of the week. Well, uh, just so we can we can stay uh, standardized here, and you know, I know people are very excited about the charts. I'll have you know that we fell two spots in Zimbabwe. Pick it up, Zimbabwe. <gasps> we are now one thirty-seven as opposed to one thirty-five. Apparently, hmm. Zimbabwe, come back! Uh, all podcasts in the entire world. We are number ten thousand. 67. Did we fall back 2,000? No, no, no. That's that's pretty much standard. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, in the United States, we're 7,544. How, nice. how many podcasts are there in the United States? Uh, there's like uh, over, over I thought I've, it was 2 million. I've heard two, yeah. Oh, and we're number 7,000? That's not bad. That's no. not bad. That's not bad. I'll take that. Also, when I'm able to like successfully edit a podcast Why and get it online, and I pat myself on the back, it occurs to me that there's two million other idiots that do the same thing. Why do you people listen to us? Because we're awesome. Well, and it's true. I have heard also that if I ever finish that story, we'll jump up a few thousand spots. Yeah. And if you no really, if you ever want to hit number one, if Rob actually does murder Omar with a glass bottle, we can do a true crime podcast. Based on the murder and dismemberment of Omar's body. Oh well, see, I was just going to murder him. I guess you're you're going to do the dismemberment. 
Well, you'll have to listen to the eventual podcast, won't you? <laughs> oh, well, okay. Don't, it's, dude, we have to get, we don't even have the, like, the interviews. You got to get the, the music squared away. You have to do the thing where you hear the people getting out of their car to talk to I'm, people. I'm, I'm so bad at this. I'm sorry. You really are. Like, you hear the people walking and crunching. Like, we're going to talk to a neighbor of Greg who heard the chainsaw. Greg, is, Greg has already planned this yeah. out. Yeah, heard the chainsaw going <laughs> is... the wee hours of the night. There's a lot of detail here that I'm not comfortable with. <laughs> it's interesting that the that the French bulldog gained exactly the same amount of weight that Omar had as as he gnawed upon a leg bone shaped bone in the house. Uh, that dog won't survive. Not that way. <laughs> That's why I have two cats and two dogs. I figured the four of them. Anyway, uh, if you want to finish this up here real quick, uh, comedy podcasts apparently were funny. Uh, one one four one in the United in the world actually one thousand one hundred forty one in the world. Well, I I wish we would have been three points lower. So we won one three. You're making me do math. Eight. Eight. Eleven thirty. Three points further back. Four. Eleven forty four. One one four four. There we go. What what. Is that the rum talking? Is that a code? No, it's just one one. It's it's just two one, double one, digits. Four, four. Okay, got it. Okay. Oh, see, now you're getting the good conspiracy theory part of the true crime podcast. At one point, <laughs> he said one one four four. Does that mean something with the Illuminati? It does. It does. It does. In fact, yeah. Uh, and uh, that's actually the total number of inches of each member. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Three. <laughs> uh anyway uh in the united states for comedy 941 so we're Ooh. we're apparently 200 more people think that we're funny that's not Is number this of actually comedy <laughs> of errors <laughs> of error <laughs> all right fair enough it, it's kind of a loose definition but sure sure yeah so we we already did contact stuff thank you guys for listening and, and giving us those outstanding numbers yay Yay. Apologize for Rob, and uh, yeah, we already did contact, so and say a thing, Rob. And like I always say, if I were a wizard, I would just turn people into otters and walk around going, I'm going to make him an otter, and he can't refuse. Oh, dear God. So totale. Hey, uh, Rob. Yeah. Did you hear about the uh, concert that only cost forty-five cents? I paid fifty. I want. I wanted Nickelback. Exactly. It was got to see Fifty Cent and Nickelback. <laughs> uh. <sighs>